Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI Shime Lanny Garvin with you on this drizzly uh, uh, typical pressing yeah t- typical Saturday. I feel like we do this a lot. We do. We really open the show venting about how gray and gloomy it is. Last weekend was sunny but cold or chilly, we'll say. Yeah, but that but was nice. That, I like sunny and chilly. Yeah, yeah, no, I like the crisp fall air. But yeah, no, we're right back to gray and rainy on As Saturday. two bigger guys that we are, yeah. I, I assume you're in the same boat where like the crisp air is like, yeah, the yeah, perfect time of year. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, because it's uh, like right now I'm not doing it, but I noticed you are. It's uh, perfect sweatshirt, hoodie weather, uh, uh, shorts and hoodie weather. Shorts and hoodie weather is my favorite. It's awesome. Favorite time of the Boston year. shorts weather, and is the leaner of, of the uh, between leanest. the three of us. Yeah, the right, leanest. Leanest. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm trying to be fair. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to dress <laughs> for this weather. It's um, cold, and then it's hot, and then it's cold again. I I can't take it. I didn't like uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo biting our style on first day, yelling about apparently Billy. And I'm, I, I thought of you when I heard him say this. It's rained in New York 15 of the last 20 weekends yep so i can't imagine the weather we've had up here has been entirely different but i'm just this is the lot in life i see it it's gray it's rainy i'm like let's go must be saturday let's go talk about how bad the patriots are for an hour get your mouth shut it's rained so bad in new york uh, a couple weeks ago when i was driving down to maryland uh there were flooding issues in new york yes and so you had to you like redirect it around on the highways it was biblical nonsense yeah wild like that stuff is at least we're not having that. Like, it's rainy here, but we're not, like, underwater. No, right? that no. was in, like, July, I think. Yeah, tough, tough, tougher the city of New York, but I, you know. Lemonster, was it? Lemonster, it that got sometimes. clawed a yes. couple weeks ago. Yes. It was almost like a whole different world when you saw the videos of Lemonster. <laughs> Some people like, have to, like, get home using a boat. Uh, I'm terrifying. like, what is this? Absolutely terrifying. Thank God I live on a hill. Right. Uh, 617-779-7937 if you want to jump in on the producer show this morning. 37937 if you want to text in. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Patriots, of course, because you're New England Patriots. How have they been doing? Uh, Ryan, let me tell you, yeah. not great. What? Um, Wait, what? If you gambled the Bill on the Belichick Patriots on playing great? Yeah, if you gambled on the game, if you bet it. on the Patriots plus two and a half, which like everybody was telling you to do, you got screwed because there's a safety at the end of the game. Sucks to be you. If you bet on the Raiders like me... Could not oh, have been happier. What a finish to the game where Mac Jones takes his safety. He gave up, too, because second to last play, uh, snaps the ball. There's a flag. But Mac saw Max Crosby coming right at his face and just spiked the ball yep, on the ground. He's yep, like, I nope. give up. I'm done. The very next play, gets the ball, looks, sees everyone covered off the rip, and he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to take this sack. What a master <laughs> class. For, like, watching Max Crosby, and we've been seeing a lot of Max Crosby though, leading up to this game because the Raiders had some primetime spots on, like, Sunday Night Football or uh, Monday Night or wherever they were playing. And you're like, oh, this is going to be really fun to see how this offensive line stifles this guy. Because the one thing I had been crediting this Bill Belichick defense for historically doing is they take out the best guys. They did it with, you know, Hassan Reddick in week one. And, you know, they, they, there was some promise there. And then it's like, all right, well, what's the plan going into this week? Didn't have one. Low. You got him, bud. Good luck. <laughs> can I get any help? Gusecki, oh, no, 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 you got him. Yeah. Gusecki, they threw a tight end at him. 88, come here. I 
cannot believe. And look, not I'm even s- a tight end, but like the smallest of tight ends. The worst. Like pass he's got a set of, ch- like a set of chicken legs on him. Like he's not a tight. Ty- <laughs> Ryan was if I, right, right, right. I, you want to tell me he's a receiver, sure, but don't tell me a guy built like that is your tight end. I like to think I would have given a little bit better. Something fight. I would have yeah, right? squared at my hips, stop at his knees, shoulders, something. line up, number to number. I would have no. gotten a flag. Let's that restock line, this, right? Like, hey, screw it. We're already on the two yard line. Might as well. It's fine. Half the distance is right. It's not worth it. It's only a couple of feet. Worth it. Goodness to watch Max Crosby just toss. I mean, these are professional athletes. I feel like I should show them a modicum of respect, but my God. To see, like, at one point, like, Mike Gusecki was able to see, like, the tops of his shoelaces. And I don't care where you are in any position in life. If you are looking, if you're on, like, just looking straight up and you can see stadium lights and your shoelaces, you messed up. And then Darian Lowe's like, thanks, bud. Guess I'll do, oh, nope, he's gone. <laughs> Mac, has gone. Mac, has gone. And, and, and that was the game. I mean, game over. So, yeah, you're, you're really at a point it's now. It's like when someone gets hit by a car and then afterwards you say, look out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Appreciate it. I, I got it. My spleen's over by the bus stop over there, but I appreciate it, Vidarians. And that's not even the worst thing for Mac, too, because three plays prior, he throws the best ball in his NFL career. Did you it go buy a lotto not- ticket when that happened? There was I separation thought, thought with Devontae Parker. He had two yards of space, and Mac threw a, a, just an absolute dime. As, as the biggest critic of Mac Jones on the planet, he threw an immaculate ball. Like, that was, like... Eli Manning in the Super Bowl to Mario yes. Manningham level accuracy. Emerging like that from the was pocket. On the money. He had one earlier in the year to Bourne in the end zone in between two defenders, and it was right on the spot. I'm like, wow, that is a nice throw. Didn't have much giddy up on it, but it was right on the spot. And then this was the first one that, like, oh, wow, he took a shot downfield and hit it. And yeah. It's, it, it's hit the mock, but the uh, you know ball was dropped. Uh, yep, and ultimately Devontae Parker just straight up dropped yeah, it. And so, tips on it. And so now we look ahead after just a depressing way to fall to the Raiders uh, and Josh McDaniels, who Bill Belichick now is zero and three against. He's a great head coach. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even get through that without. <laughs> yeah, right. Laughing. I don't even know that they're going to beat the Bears this week. It's uh, it's Brian Hoyer versus oh. This is fun. Trivia time. Can you name the Bears' starting quarterback this week with Justin Fields out? Alex Grossman. No, no, good guess, though. I like it's, that. Um, oh, he's got a weird... He, play, it's he like, played in Division Two. I don't know why you have a Division Two rookie quarterback on your roster, but they his do. His name is... It's like Tyson... Oh, Come you're on. almost there. Tyson Badgett. Hey, this guy. Close enough. Tyson Bajent. Agent. Is the quarterback. You know why I know this? Because in our big picks against the um the the Greg Hill show, which yep. I mean my Jones my and Mego is winning. Mego show is. He guys like three and a half games up. It's fine. Doing pretty well. We can make that back. We'll see you then. Um, Arcand wrote was like I'm I'm taking Bears, and he had no idea that Justin Fields wasn't played. He got ruled out like two hours <laughs> before he made his pick. Like, dude, his thumbs are backwards. Like, why would you pick him in the first place? So yeah, that is why I know that. I don't know where he went to school. D two. I forget. I forget what the school is, but he was playing like the Shepherd. A oh shepherd. He, I think he played a school called like the University of Colorado oh. Coal Miners or something like the that. Shepherd just, Rams, big rivalry with like Lenore Ryan or whatever other programs you're getting in. Yeah, so uh, the Raiders might lose that game. But anyways, so so the Patriots fall to the lowly Raiders, and now you sit here and you have to welcome a team that has owned you for like three years yeah, now. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills Six into Gillette seven, Stadium on top of a, a team that has owned you. You've just been outright bad at home. Post Tom Brady, it just it hasn't been good at home at Gillette Stadium. There's been it's I don't even know that it's a lack of juice, but the team just doesn't get up for home games in the same way that they used to, and it's no longer a home field advantage. So 
I asked this. The line right now, it's been fluctuating anywhere from uh, 8 to 9. A lot of sharp money came in on the Patriots when they hit 9, pushed it back down to 8.5. Right now, the line currently sits at uh, 8.5 on FanDuel. Do you guys have any hope, any hope no. at all, in this New England Patriots team against against the Buffalo Bills? No. Do they cover? Yes. Do they win? No. Ooh, okay. So you're in on the cover, but it never feels like a game, no. right? Okay. I don't think you can even trust this team to cover at this point. I mean, even with Ed Oliver not being able to play, I know a lot was made of like, oh, look at the injury report, and there's 17, 18, 25 guys on the Ross on uh, the injury report, you know, but this is Bill. Bill likes to mess around, and so I don't think it matters. I really did, like... We saw it at its worst. Like these last three games with the Cowboys, the Saints, and friggin' uh, who we were just talking about the, the Raiders. Raiders. Like th- this is as bad as it gets right now for you know for at least any young New England Patriots fans. I've heard many many phone calls this week of oh I remember what it was like in the nineties. Like, yeah, it, it sucked in the nineties. I completely and I'm not even like being like snarky. Like I get it. Like it was bad, but. This is it right now. These are the pits. These are the doldrums. And at this point, this is where I start to we start to think big picture because it already sounds like people in house over there in Foxborough at Gillette in that big old lighthouse are thinking about 2024. So this is where I will turn the question of: or Do you think they can beat the Bills or at least be competitive? At this point, as a Patriots fan, are you slash can you? Root for this Patriots team going forward. Shine, got a sneeze. Well, the, the sneeze so. going it's, on. Like, it's tough. It's, it's, it's look at the light. Hover no. around in there. You listen, yeah, it's, you, I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, so uh, can you re, can you re, uh, re, re ask the question? Yes. Just now re-ask now the I'm question. watching them like a time bomb. Yes, right? this is <laughs> I'm good now. We we did this. We do it every day on Jones and Mega with Arcan. It's our big Q at two, and it's something we want to understand. Like where is the fan base right now? Yep. As far as what our big talking point of the day is going to be. Yesterday, I posed the question without any caveats whatsoever. Not taking for a draft pick. None of that stuff. Trade deadline. Now, are you rooting for the New England Patriots going forward this year? And the results were very interesting. I think I haven't checked it, but I think the last time I looked, it was like 55% uh, said, like, I am rooting against this team. 45% said, no, 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 I could never root against the Patriots. And it turns into this back and forth of like, well, can you call yourself a real fan versus, well, you know, how do you plan for the future? How can you support this team now if you know they're not going to be bad in the future? So that's where I I, I want to gauge where we are right now as we go into week seven it feels like a lost season do you have any modicum of hope that they can turn it around do you think that things are going to get better are we just crashing for caleb or whatever tanking for drake may you know a little cutesy rhyme you want to come up with so an update on that poll 55.8 percent you better believe it 44.2 i could never you better believe i am rooting against the patriots this week i I, I, i'm in a weird spot because i don't think it's very black and white like i think there's a lot of gray area here and so i kind of look at this and it's hard because I, I hear Tom Curran come out on early edition and then and double down on your show, Jones and Mego, about how like there's an 87.5% chance that Mac Jones is back next year as the quarterback mm. of this team. And I just I, I root against that because I know that Mac Jones is not the future that this team is, is not the future of this team. Like he they are not going to have sustained success in any fashion 
with Mac Jones at quarterback. And so for me, I root against I, I root against that notion that they're just gonna like run this back next year. And 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 I'm like I don't want that. But in the idea that I, like I'm I'm okay with you losing. Like it's not that I'm rooting for you to lose. I just I want you to be better set up for the future. I want you to I want to eighty seven percent likelihood. I want them to invest in their own future by m- maybe not necessarily trying every trick you have in the bag to win all these games. Because at the end of the day, I think that drafting a guy like Caleb Williams, or preferably, in my opinion, Drake May at this point, uh, is like alt- entirely altering to the future of your franchise. And that, to me, is the most important thing. So it's hard to say that I'm rooting against the Patriots this week against the Buffalo Bills because I want... I want the Patriots to win. Ultimately, in my heart of hearts, that's what I care about. I want this team to be good. I I, I loved this team being good for 20-plus years. All I want is for them to be good again. I just know at their current state that they can't be. So I find myself between a rock and a hard place. Billy, I'm a fan. I'm rooting for them. It's as simple as that. It's it's like I can't go. I can't wake up on Sundays and go, man, can't wait to watch that Patriots game. I hope they lose. You know what? That's just <laughs> the fan of me. Like, I'm putting my fandom above... What we do here? Wow, you know what I mean. I, I am. I'm not saying. I'm not disappointed by your answers, but I'm a little surprised that this is the the path that. So, the fandom that you two hold is is more sacred, and I guess it's just from where I'm sitting. I'm having a tough time getting to myself to that point. The fandom that you guys hold for the Patriots it, right now yep. is more important than what could be. The next guy, Shine. The next winning season, Lanny, of of sustained success. When you have so many good quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and you have, I guess, think of it like this, Ryan. If if you're rooting for them to win, but if they lose, you're not going to be insanely upset. Yeah. Well, yeah. My no, I'm rooting for them to lose because I want the good draft pick. All right, that's which where I, I am. Which I, I had my fill of bad football this year, the Cam Newton year, the two years in between that stretch when when. You know, Mac Jones seemed like he was a functional quarterback, at the very least a game manager that you could trust early on in his rookie year. It was like, okay, maybe you can like build something here because we've seen other teams in football have similar uh, formulas. But, man, oh, man, I'm on an island, I guess. I'm rooting for this team to lose for the rest of the year. I don't think I got to root very hard on FanDuel. <laughs> Uh, so if they go, if they just finish the season one and sixteen, you're oh, like, yes, yeah, best yeah. case scenario, happy, number happy one overall pick, we're cooking, baby. Oh, gross, I can't gross. wait. It was plus seven hundred on Fanduel. I don't want to lose week to the Giants for no. them to be the lowest scoring team tomorrow. And you better believe I hammered that because that that is such a possibility every week. And that was the odds on favorite. You're the odds-on favorite my, to be the lowest-scoring team tomorrow? Yes. My fandom is way yes. more important wow. than a bunch of what-ifs. So it's it's hard because I, I feel like you're very much on one side, you're very much on the other, and I'm kind of dancing around in between because I agree with you. All I want is the draft pick, but at the same time, it's hard to root against the logo. Like, fight for my life. There, there it is. is. There it is. Look at the light. Hey. Look at one of those lights. No, the other light over there. That one right there, that one, that bright one. They usually should get it out. No, I look, it's I not coming it. out. No. It's... It's just, I'm fighting for my life over here. I'm just going to say before the walls we, are going to rattle during the commercial break. No, when we he throw a break and, and let let Shime deal with his his sneezy head. <laughs> we saw this. The opportunity was there in 2020, and they ended up with the 15th draft pick. 
Yeah. This is like part of the reason we are where we are right now is because of how that 2020 season ended up. The you just ride with Hoyer and Stidham and you might have been better. Terrible. And my God, you could have been in a better position. And you weren't. And it's so funny when you listen to the, a quote that I dug up and Curran brought up in our interview with him uh, from Bill Belichick in 2014 being like, snort, snort, snort. We're never going to be the, the Colts. We're never going to suck for luck, which I'm paraphrasing. But he's like, we're never going to build a team to do that. You know, we're always going to try to be competitive. Well, congratulations, Bill. Whether you meant to or you <laughs> didn't mean to, you are the 2012 Colts. And by the way, you're actually worse than that team through six weeks. Mm, not great. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on here with the producer show. 37937 if you want to text in. Let us know. Are you rooting for the uh, the Patriots tomorrow against the Bills? Are you rooting for them to suck so that they can get a draft pick? Uh, we'll get to all that and more coming up next. But first, Joe Braverman will get you caught up with What's Trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Thank you, Sneezyhead Chime. It is a lengthy injury report for the Patriots. It's longer than a CVS receipt as they have it get ready to host the Buffalo Bills uh, tomorrow. Riley Reef, Josh Uche, and Keon White have already been ruled out for the Pats. Meanwhile, 16 players, that's right, 16 are listed as questionable. Won't list them all because it's basically from the injury report this past week. There was some new additions, though. Hunter Henry was a late addition via a limited practice with an ankle injury, and Jabril Peppers yesterday was removed from the list. With this lengthy list, Bill Belichick does see a little bit of optimism for all the guys that he has injured. Injury reports, it is what it is. It's, we're required to list certain guys in certain areas based on what they do. Um, but we'll see. I mean, guys are working hard to be out there. They're getting better. Um, I think everybody's heading on the right track. We'll see how it all turns out. For Buffalo, it's not even close in terms of length. The only notable name is defensive tackle Ed Oliver. He is out with a toe injury. Bills and Pats will kick off from Gillette at 1 p.m. tomorrow. The Bruins are back in action. They sit undefeated after three games to start the season. They continue their West Coast road trip tonight in L.A. against the Kings with puck drop set for 10-30. After the bench is cleared in Arlington, Jose Altuve hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the ninth to beat the Rangers 5-4 and take a 3-2 series lead in the ALCS. Meanwhile, in the NLCS, uh, the D-backs rallied once again, and now that series is tied at 2-2 with an Arizona win over the Phillies 6-5. Boston College football back in action following their bye week today. They travel to play Georgia Tech today at noon. You can listen to that game right here on WEI FM 93.7, following Ken and Curtis with coverage starting at 11.30. And the Revolution wrap up their regular season at home against the Philadelphia Union tonight at 6. The Revs sit fifth in the Eastern Conference standings. They need a win and a loss by the Columbus Crew to gain home field advantage for their first round playoff matchup. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. This Bruce? Bruce, right? Mm, no. What? Not Bruce, right? Taylor? Lover Bruce. Not Taylor. T Swift? I heard, did you see uh, Travis Kelly? Oh, by the way, this is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEI, Sean Laney, and Garvin with you. Uh, did you see Taylor Swift uh, on her International Eras Tour? Will be accompanied by Travis Kelsey at one point when he's on his bye week. Oh, I hope those awesome. two kids make it. Me too. I love true love. Because if dude. they don't, what hope is there for the rest of us? It really it's, isn't. It's literally love story playing Less out in real there life. there would there be go. on any other day. <laughs> Sean, 617. Come on. Yeah, Joe, stop. I didn't get it. <laughs> 
617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in this morning. We're talking about if you're rooting for the Patriots or if you're not. Um, Billy is very much still rooting for the Patriots, diehard fan. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Ryan is rooting against this team I as hard as he can because he pick. wants a top three draft pick without without a shadow of a doubt. I want a wide receiver. And so I think the, the, this puts... greedy. I want a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> greedy. I, want, I, I think I this nice puts things. us in an interesting spot, too, because building off of this, if you're rooting against the team, are you doing it just for the draft pick, or do you want to, as someone pointed out on the text line, are you rooting against this team so that they clean house similar to the Red Sox, right? Bloom's gone. We're going to start fresh. We need a new. We need somebody new in here. Do you want Bill and Mac gone? Do you want just Bill gone and Mac with a new coach? Or do you want Bill to stay, but you just need a new quarterback, and that's why you want the draft pick? I, I think it applies to both you rooting against the team, Ryan, mm-hmm. and you rooting for the team, Billy. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious where you guys stand on on that, now that you know you kind of have you've expressed exactly where you stand with this team, kind of what are you what are you rooting for when it comes to the offseason? I want I'm I'm Team Belichick, but I'm rooting for Belichick the coach, not Belichick the GM. I believe in the Belichick system. I believe I like what he does. Where I'm fine with him not talking. I'm fine with him driving people nuts, not giving the answers they want to hear. You know what I mean? I think he has a system where these players kind of buy well, into I didn't it. Say that. Like, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm more keeping Belichick than I'm keeping Mac Jones, just because. Again, I hate to do it because, like, hey, look at the resume. But there's a system that Belichick has that I I enjoy. I enjoy. Again, it's my inner honk coming out. But it's I'm I'm keeping Belichick. I'm trying to find another quarterback. I'm giving Belichick another shot. Day okay, bye. Day. It's you can tell between the three of us which of the the producers hasn't worked on a show where they've had to actually interview uh, Bill Belichick where he doesn't <laughs> true. say anything. No, that's true. But it's like, oh, he's so great. I'm like, but we yeah, get players. That's... We get players, and you know, a couple of them are pretty good. Lawrence the, Guy the... is a delight. Lawrence to talk Guy's to. good. Come Hunter on. Henry's good. Well, Hunter Henry, the past couple of weeks, he's been a little down in the dumps, well, but that's. Little... Play and injuries. Well, at least at least you guys haven't. Dietrich Wise is always great. At least you guys haven't been thrown right under the bus talking about Mac Jones. Then Bill going, well, he can have his opinions. Yeah, Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Listen, Devin uh, uh, Shime says, (laughs) "Great, thanks. I can talk for myself, Greg." I would have said going into the season that you know I probably would have liked to see Mac Jones have a better opportunity. Uh, you know, with stronger weapons and offensive line. And I'm just, I'm so tired of talking about how bad his offensive line is. You know who else has a bad offensive line? Half the league. Everyone in the half league. Half the league is a terrible offense. That Saints game on Thursday. Ah, have terrible. you seen the Giants offensive line? Yes, I the have. The three of us could do better they, than Evan Neal. Justin Pugh was like, uh, Justin Pugh. Pulled him Pugh, off the couch. Straight off the Justin couch. Justin Pugh, straight like, off the couch. My God. Like, okay, it's not just Mac Jones. Like, uh, yes, his is probably on the lower end of, yep, of for sure. stank. It's we're, bad. We're doing the Mike Giardi stink, stank, stunk uh, metric. It's low end stank with Vidarian Low and Trent Brown when he decides. And yes, the receivers don't get separation. And, and I'm, I'm so over it. Like nothing has changed since this was an issue. So how as a professional do you go and fix it? I just Justin feel straight, straight off the catch. catch. Good for you, Justin. And I feel now that it's just, it's completely untenable this going forward. I think Mac has been destroyed. I think he probably, if he doesn't 
get traded. He should want to be traded just to prove that, like, no, I am actually the quarterback I was drafted to be. It's just never going to happen here. I don't think there's anything that he can say or do at this point that's going to win over fans or support or anything like that. I just think that it doesn't make any sense going forward. The only reason, like, logistically, just to kind of step back from it is, well, he's on a cheap contract. And no. you still have that window. I heard Curran say that, and I'm like, no, what are we doing? But it doesn't make it any less. You want to know less... who else is on a cheap contract? Uh, a top five quarterback that you drafted this year. Uh, ideally, yes, if you can get that draft pick. But if Bill Belichick is still here and he's like harumph harumph, you know who's really good? There's this edge rusher. There's this, you know. Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Box safety linebacker. Who's the linebacker out of Bama? Kool-Aid McKinstry. Oh, I no, just... he's a corner. Oh, is he a corner? Yeah, Great. even better. More corners. More corners. <laughs> More stuff you don't need. So I would, in an ideal world, they would be able to figure this out and Bill would be the coach that, you know, Lanny, you revere him to be. And it sucks right now because I do like Bill Belichick, the coach. I think the GM has had more misses than hits. But it's it's really, like, unfortunate as we're in the midst of it being like, man, we are dragging this guy every single week. We are dragging this kid every single week. And it's it's just unfortunate how things happen. But as I outlined partially last week in 10 ways, Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots. This was a long time coming, and it just feels so stupid to sit and bang my head against the wall. It's going to get better. I love this. They're going to figure it out. Oh, is my ear bleeding? Yeah, because I keep banging my head against the wall and thinking something different's going to happen. They're going to figure it out. It's going to be awesome. I need to lay down now. I'm I'm over it. I, I personally think that it just needs to be a fresh, clean start. I don't know what happens going into the trade deadline. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that with the coming week, oh, Sean. I can't wait for that. But I just don't think that there's any rational path forward with these two. If you can, So you're uh, out on both of them. I think it's time. I think it's time. And if I had to pick one guy to stay, I would love to stay. And this is something else we talked about on Jones and Mega. Bill Belichick and a new quarterback or Mac Jones in a new offense. I would love to see what Mac Jones looks like in a new offense. I would love to see if Mac Jones is that good or if he's the guy that you have always said he is, Shine. So, so but I will never know that with this team here, and I'm tired of waiting. Let's just start something new because I want to see good football. Okay, so Billy is very much in keep Bill, get me a new quarterback and start over. You're very start much over. kind of like you'd be happy with just a clean cut from both get of them. Get the Mayflower but, trucks. I'm not saving anybody. But Send if you them grabbed, all out. but if you grabbed somebody from like the Shanahan offense and you got some talent in here, you'd be fine with keeping Mac Jones around as well. Correct? Sure, I could. I yes. could deal with that. Okay. For a year, so here's probably. here's yeah. where I stand. Yes, I I am very very much. Uh, clean the house entirely. Mm-hmm. I'm out. It, this it's spring cleaning time. You're out on Mac Jones, really? Uh yeah, shocking, what? right? Everybody knew that was coming. Uh no. I, I look. I love Bill. I love what he gave this franchise. You would not have won as much as you did without Bill. Tom was a major part of that. I think the two of them together were what was so great. Now going forward, I really appreciate what he did for this organization, but I think it's time that. We start fresh. We need to be in a post-Tom Brady era. We need to start completely new, right? And by keeping Belichick here, we keep that sense of the old Patriot way in quote-unquote still in existence, and there's still that aura why people are betting on the Patriots plus two and a half and plus eight and a half against the Bills who might stomp you by 30 uh, tomorrow. So 
you're keeping too much of that aura and people we need to become more realistic and i think in in order to do that in order to move forward you need to you need to remove all of it from Wouldn't you think it, it would make it more appealing for like guys who might want to be traded or sign free agents if that aura is out of here no i don't even i don't even think it's that like it's Guys are going to go wherever the money is. That's what uh, when it comes to signing free agents, it's just who signs the biggest check. I'm pretty sure Matt Judon even said that when they signed him in uh, 2021. Jalen so, Mills definitely said that. Yeah. So like, I just think that we need to move forward in a different direction. And I joking, partly jokingly, but at the same time, have brought up a guy like Bobby Slowick in in Houston who came from the Kyle Shanahan tree and just. Every guy coming from that tree seems to be having some sort of success. Even the defensive coaches, by the way, Robert Sala looks like he actually knows what he's doing, which is I, I wouldn't I would have said the complete opposite about that two two years ago. Whereas D'Amico Ryan's looks like he knows what he's doing in it's Houston. My coach of the year. Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Kevin O'Connell had one of the best offenses in football last year. Like all of these guys are having success. It's time to go in a completely different direction. And I know Bill won't do that. Bill won't reach outside of his comfort zone and pull in a young, smart, nerdy, dorky offensive coordinator like a Mike McDaniel to run his offense. He'll continue to go back to his Matt Patricia, his Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels when he eventually gets canned from the Vegas Raiders. And, and I, I can't deal with this crap off it. Oh, it's so 1994 it's the way great. they run this offense. It's not fun. There's no, there's no motion outside You're rooting of finding for this offense, Billy. Just know this. You're, oh, you're it complicit. makes me want to vomit. And so I just, I'm listening. I need, I need new across the board. I need it. I need fresh, 100. percent Get me a legit GM. Get me an offensive minded head coach. Get me a new quarterback, and let's just start over. Well, it translates right. It's called getting with the times. Yes, and I think it's unfortunately it's something that's been needed. Whereas you look at how how you know Bill Belichick has built this program, and guys, you know, grew up you know dreaming of how, okay, how if I was a head coach, if I was a head coach, how would I beat Bill Belichick? And now you've Quantum got leap. guys in their twenties and thirties who came up in systems that were designed to beat a system that your head coach had had basically come up with. And now it's completely passed them by. And this whole idea of like, we build from the inside out and we started 53 is just as important as one. And it's like, no, it's not. And I don't know if it ever was, unfortunately with, you know, this is my one, uh, obligation to mention Tom Brady, the human eraser and how it all factored in. But yeah, when you remove, and it doesn't have to be Tom Brady, when you just remove any top end talent, like there's probably like six or seven guys right now in football. You're like, that's the guy. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, maybe his window's closing. Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, maybe. Those are guys. You go, okay, now oh, those we can, are studs. Those are studs. You can win with those guys. And then the rest of you the build league house on them. Is, is trying to figure out, like, who their next quarterback is. And I think that we're sort of stuck in this rut of Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick clones, Bill Belichick kids, Bill Belichick former players. Bill Belichick former players slash kids, whatever the point is. Well, and it's hard because Bill can coach defense still. Like, we've seen him come up with exceptional defensive game plans. Right. And, like, I don't give credit to Steve Belichick. I just give it all to Bill on the, in that instance. Um, 
and so it's it's hard because like I but I it's because I know that he'll never change offensively. He'll just keep recycling these guys who uh, whose offenses are antiquated and and horrid and just a. Uh, uh, the most boring things to watch in in the NFL right now, and I can't I can't have it anymore. Like I think Bill Belichick still has some talent and could still coach, but knowing that he won't relinquish his GM duties and he won't bring in a young upstart offensive mind to actually run the offense because he knows they'll be gone in two years and be a head coach. I I, I that's the whole reason I need to move on from him. Talent aside, how much do you think it has to do with him just not connecting with the modern player? In the sense that, like, okay, I hate to crisscross sports, but you look at baseball. Yep. A lot of baseball managers now are young guys, right fresh out, of the, out of the game, can kind of, you know, be on a more of a balanced level with the players as opposed to, like, the crusty old curmudgeon coach who just boxed the orders and I say this, you do this. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one, right? You know what I mean? Like, right, the players love Cora. Mm-hmm. Cora's only been retired in you know handful of years, so it's easier for them to communicate with somebody like that as opposed to Belichick, who's been doing this for a hundred years. These guys are right out of college. It's like, look, you won those championships; it was great, but we are not on the same page with what we see. There has to be uh, there has to be a willingness to understand your own limitations, and that requires a great amount of self awareness, which you would like to hope that that somebody as accomplished. And as as football wise as Bill Belichick is, would be like, oh, maybe there's some stuff I don't know. I haven't seen a single thing so far that would would point to that. If anything, it's it's to the the contrary. And I heard Nick Saban say something on Pat McAfee's show a couple days ago that that really stuck with me. And Nick Saban was talking about like, well, Bill Belichick always taught me the importance of of having a young staff and and keeping these you know a handful of like young guys that you know around. So that when the day comes where you've been in football so long, like you're gonna have to go outside and start to, you know, trust either trust some of these guys, Nick Cayley, maybe. Oh, I don't know. You know, guys like that. I, I, who knows? I don't know if Nick Cayley would have been any good, but the point is he never got the opportunity because he didn't pay his dues the way Bill Belichick had to. Or you gotta go outside of yourself and and take a shot. You gotta rely on other people. People that you might not necessarily know. Hundred percent. That it's very that it, part wise words does not happen. That part needs to happen because I'm sorry. There's only it, it just becomes an echo chamber at some point. Like you have all these guys. Like yep, you're right, coach. Absolutely. Blah blah blah. And even like Bill O'Brien. Like that's why I had more hope coming into this season. You're like okay, well maybe I know he was here, but he's been away long enough. He's run his own programs, whether you like it or not. You know, in Houston, Penn State, wherever he's had his own time, you think he would kind of develop into his own person, and it it seems like that's just not happening it, now either. And instead, he's making us feel like we owe Matt Patricia an apology. Oh. Like it's been that bad. It has and, been that bad, and and, and that's a hundred percent the reason why I'm out on Belichick. I think you kind of summed it up perfectly. It's, Thank you. It's he's not listening to Saban in that. You need to reach outside your comfort zone to find new young coaching talent to help you succeed and continue to grow with football. Football is an ever-changing sport. Things tend to trickle up a lot of the times from football, which is weird. It's one of the reasons Andy Reid has been as successful as he is. And I heard, I think it was on your show, some caller tried to call in and say Andy Reid st- like stunk before the oh, Chiefs yeah, and Battle yeah, yeah, Robes. Yeah. He's an idiot. Andy Reid is, is there's a chance Andy Reid passes Bill Belichick for the winningest coach of all time. And, and losingest too. And that's, yeah, and losingest. Uh, but a lot of that is because he's he understands 
understands the evolution of offense in football, right? Whether it's, okay, we're going to power her on. Ooh, we're going to zone run. Ooh, Brian Westbrook, we're going to throw to our running Donovan back Donovan McNabb to a Super Bowl, for God's sake. Yeah, it, it, it's it, he was winning playoff games with Alex Smith in Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes got there. Patrick Mahomes walked into an 11-5 and football team. Like, that's... And, and, that's it's one of those things he understood that that theories tend to trickle up in football. It comes from high school, it kind of starts and simmers there, and then it really matriculates its way into college, and it understands and kind of starts to mold with a more professional game. And Andy Reid understood that he needed to go and watch those college games, not to scout the players, but to understand the concepts that kids were learning at younger ages. Because the more familiar you are with a, an offensive concept, the the easier it's going to be to replicate that and improve on that. And it's just going to be much more natural to you when you reach the NFL. So Andy Reid goes out and he changes his concepts. He was the first guy before um, McVay or Shanahan especially to just run motions all across the field. He's sending Tyreek Hill across the formation. He's doing this with Alex Smith and, and, and his receivers. Oh, student body left. That's fine. My quarterback's athletic. Let's go. And it's Full pirouettes he, coming out of the huddle. It's you know, third and 20, stuff on the goal and line he runs a five-yard slant, but the way the other routes are created opens up this massive lane, and he's getting first downs on, like, third and 10-plus. And so it's there's no evolution there from Bill Belichick on the offensive side of the football because he continues to cycle in these guys who are just very uh, missionary when it comes to uh, yep, we're going to line up in I formation. Off, we're going to run the football. Shotgun. Yeah. It's just like going to drop back. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's just there's we don't no. Wake the kids. There's no, as Wiggy said earlier this week, je ne sais quoi, je ne sais quoi. Yes, to the offensive course. guys Bill brings in. And that's the biggest reason for me that you need to move away from Bill. Is that there's just no no evolution on the offensive you side. You got to have faith in your je guys. Je ne sais quoi. Yes, thank you, Wiggy. <laughs> and it just doesn't seem like, you know, there there's a lot of faith with anybody in that building these days. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in on your. New England Patriots 37937 if you want to get in on the text line we'll be right back with the producer show This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you on this gloomy Saturday morning. We've been talking all things Patriots. Uh, let's uh, let's take a phone call, shall we? Let's go to James let's in the car. Wants to talk about uh, Belichick and Andy Reid. What's up, James? Hey, how are you? Um, just calling to say how bad of a comparison it is that Andy Reid is going to surpass Bill Belichick. It's like 10 years away. Um, it's really all I wanted to say. So, uh, you, so I believe he's only like fifty wins behind. Is it seventy or fifty? Either way, five years with Patrick Mahomes at twelve year twelve wins a pop puts him right in striking distance. Only sixty five years old. Yeah, and he, and he's five years younger than Belichick as well, and he has Patrick Mahomes. So it's I don't I don't think it's a crazy comparison at all. What is he at? Andy Reid's at Bill's at three thirty. Andy Reid's at like two eighty or something like that. Two seventy four. Yeah, please don't look it up. All so yeah, fifty six. Thanks for the call, James. Two seventy three. Yeah, so he's he's fifty six wins behind Belichick with Patrick Mahomes and a twelve win a season pace needs five years. I that's don't, it. That's, that's not sixty wins. Of. That's not unheard of, especially if Bill Belichick's done after this season and he's like, ah, I'm just not even going to worry about the Shula record. Like Andy Reid's going to catch him. He has. 
Patrick, he has Patrick Mahomes, who is in the prime of his career. The only question is basically like how many more wins will he have more than Shula? Yeah, it's like I I almost think that Andy Reid, unless Belichick coaches for another like five years and somehow finds a good quarterback and starts winning 10 games a season again. Andy Reid's going to catch him and pass him. And I, I haven't heard the same kind of comparisons uh, when it comes to Andy Reid. Like, you know, with Bill Belichick, it's like, well, what else will he do? Like, all he knows is football, and I can't see him, you know, playing 18 holes of golf every day and all that. Like, you don't see him at a pre- or post-show desk? No, I, I really <laughs> don't. Him, him just so dry. And like... Between, like, you know, Terry Bradshaw and, and Howie Long. No, there's no way. They already got Calling like, from his boat every week. Like, J.J. J. Watt beat it. We're bringing in Bill Belichick. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> I see him doing a hot that. takeoffs yeah. with oh Richard Sherman. God. Oh, or, you know, for him, him and Rex Ryan, you know, cutting <laughs> jokes with each other on ESPN. Yeah, how about that pea shooter, Mac Jones? Yeah, Rex Rex Ryan's putting whoopee cushions on Belichick's chair because he's hazing the new guy. Whereas with Andy Reid, and look, I, I admit I don't know enough about Andy Reid personally, but, you know, he seems like he's more of a fun guy, I guess. A lot which, more personality. Look, Shows not, a lot more personality. I'm yeah. not saying Bill Belichick's not a fun guy. I'm just Love saying those he's Tommy clearly not as fun as Andy Reid. I would like to see Belichick off the chains. But right, then, wouldn't you just like well, to like, players take rave him out, about his right. attitude and like, like take his him sense out, of humor? Get him hammered and just kind of see where it goes. But that's kind of my overall point is like I could see and I look, I think Andy Reid and Bill Belichick will probably end up being like one in two or two and three, however it shakes out. Wins and losses just because of the longevity shine, like do you say? To your point, like Patrick Mahomes is has a lot of good football left in theory, but then you start thinking about like where these guys go as they get older. Like, could Andy Reid be like, you know what? I had a good run. We won some Super Bowls here. I got to coach some great players. I, you know, we I won a lot of games. I have a lot of personal accomplishments. I have a lot of professional accomplishments. And the same thing with Patrick Mahomes, where he's like, yeah, you know, this has been really good. I played at a high level, but by like thirty five, I'm probably going to call it a career. Like, those are things that are still possible. Where you look at Andy Reid and go, well, maybe there is a chance he doesn't catch Bill Belichick because he just doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Because he wants those chicken tendies, yeah. you know, there, well, I mean, whatever. It's But it's interesting, too, though, because, like, there's no longer, like, an Eric Bieniemy behind him. No. So it's not like somebody in-house is just going to step in and take over for the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs. So that indicates at the very minimum to me that, like, Andy Reid has no intentions of going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I don't know why and you'd with, want with Patrick to. Mahomes as your quarterback. I exactly. I don't know why you would want to. It's this is the best job you could possibly want. You're going to be in the AFC Championship game almost every single year, and you're going to be competing for Super Bowls every single season simply because you have Patrick Mahomes. Then it comes down to what happens when Mahomes is done. Then, yeah. you're, then you're in the same boat as Belichick where you're trying to figure it out and yeah, then you just like maybe you're hanging on a little too long. At that point, that's maybe what, like ten years away? Probably. And then and then Andy Reid is Andy Reid's 75, and then it's like, yeah, this is a good time for me to call it quits. I'm cool. I had a great run. I I, I don't think it's unrealistic. Not to mention, means. Andy Reid already did the thing that Bill Bel. you can say Bill Belichick did it 20-plus years ago. He's just kind of getting to it, you know, within the last decade where Bill had to leave. Bill left the Giants. Bill left the Browns. Bill had to go and start his own program here in New England, and obviously, you know, spoiler alert, they won a lot of championships in that time. Andy Reid is kind of in the middle of it right now where it's, you know, I'm not saying it's fresh and new, but, you know, he's still riding like the highest of highs where his team is a lock on favor to win a Super Bowl every single year. Bill Belichick needs to figure out if if he's still going forward, wants to be the guy 
in another program. Like Dallas has been thrown around. The Chargers, I think, would absolutely that makes the, most the sense. Chargers wanted to pay a lot of money for Tom Brady. They would absolutely try and go get Bill Belichick. They want the next thing. I think Washington, and I've been saying it off air. I've oh, been saying it on air. I Washington makes so much sense. And I felt really good because I heard Mike Giardi bring it up as well. Washington makes so much sense. They got a new ownership group that that used to be a great football franchise back in you know. Let's the bring bu- in the greatest bu- coach bu- of days. all time. You could absolutely, you know, I, I think the and Mego brought it up because she's got a lot of like Washington people. It's like the idea of like, well, why would he want to come here? It's like it just it seems like it would fit if that's something that Bill Belichick wants to do. But again, we still got like 11, 12 more weeks in this season to figure out what Bill Belichick is going to do with this Patriots team. And that'll do it for your WEI producer show this Saturday. Thank you all for uh, for tuning in for Shime, Lanny and Garvin with you all Saturday morning. Keep it locked right here, though. Ken and Curtis are up next. We'll be back. back well, if I could finish my sentence, we'll be back next Saturday. I need to go home and find out where, where I can sneeze somewhere because this thing is just bothering. I'm fighting for my life still. We'll see you next Saturday. See ya.